I, I was on it just for the Twitter. I was just winding up Evertonians calling Yerimino a fanny. On this episode of the podcast, we discuss the wheels coming off Liverpool's bus, Big Sam getting the band back together, Phil Foden, Moyes Keane, Celtic in Dubai, transfer rumours and dickhead of the week. That's right, sit back, relax, crack open a cold one, it's time for four manks, one toffee. The wheels are falling off. Yep. Not looking good. Spoke to no. a couple of Liverpool no. fans at work today. It's looking great. Not it's pleased. looking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> From a Manchester United point of view, couldn't be any happier with that result, could you? No, it was the perfect result for us. It was mm. absolutely what we were looking for there. Um, I'd, I thought Southampton had given trouble. I actually can't remember what I... I put in the predictions. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, Did well, anyone back? I put... No, I think I predicted. I think I put one-one. I think you did. I, like somebody... I thought it'd be a tough game. I think somebody. You put one-one. Chris put two-two. I oh yeah, I put two-two as well. Josh, you had two in a loophole. Too much faith in him. <laughs> and and Lee um, will claim he put in one 0 Southampton. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, do you know what? It was fucking beautiful just watching them struggle all game. They were they were dire. One shot on target in the whole 90 minutes. Supposedly the best front three in the world and one shot on target in 90 minutes. From from the, the small amount that I saw when I had it on in the background, that um is it Walker Peters looked pretty decent. From like every time I, I sort of looked up at the screen, he was going on a little run or he was defending quite well. So it looked like he had a bit of a, a cracking game. But he got man of the match. Did he actually get man of the match in the end? Yeah, yeah. Fair play. I reckon all of their defenders probably did a job though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were outstanding. They had a young lad, um, Diallo, who's the brother of the PSG centre back. I haven't seen him play much, but he, he looks brilliant in front of the defence as well. But no, it was as a United fan and well, as an Everton fan as well, because it's always nice to see the Scousers lose. Oh, yes. It was literally the perfect result for us. You know, we can go to Blanfield three points clear if we do a job on Burnley. So if. Burnley. <laughs> That's why you I used the <laughs> Is that your game after Burnley, Liverpool, is it? Away yeah. at Anfield or at Old Trafford? Anfield. Anfield. That'll be a that'll be some game that will if you go three points clear because God they'll want to close that gap won't they? They want to prove a point. So I sort of hope that you uh, you do go three points clear just ahead of that game because I think it'll make it a tasty one. Probably the best game of the year. I I hope we go three points clear and then I hope we go to Anfield and absolutely part the bus from minute one <laughs> and nothing happens until the ninety first minute and then Bruno Fernandez falls in the box and get a <laughs> And we win from a penalty. And nothing would bring me more... Other than beating them 9-0, that's the way I want the game to go. I want it to be boring as fuck and I want us to get a penalty and win it. 
You know what, right? It must still be painful. Obviously, I'm not a United fan, but I still feel the pain for you, you four lads, over that Arsenal win against United. Because <laughs> they basically did a United against yeah. you. Want <laughs> want to forget about quickly, but I can't. I, think- I can't forget about it when you talk about penalties and winning one nil and parking the bus. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that's the one I think that hurts the most out of all our drop points this season. That's the one that really hurts the most because Chelsea, we underperformed, but we we still got a point, and it's Chelsea like they're still better than Arsenal. We were at the time anyway. I think. I think Chelsea were near the top at that time. Lampard I mean, was sitting pretty at that point. Yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> um, Leicester, who was second at the time, you know, good team, away from home. Our own fault, we should have killed the game, but they des- probably deserved a point on the, the way the play went. But the Arsenal game is the one, like, I don't care about the 6-1 against Spurs. I don't care about the 3-1 against Palace. Like, we deserve to lose them games and we deserve to lose them convincingly. Like, we were shit. Uh, but the Arsenal game is the one that really fucking hurts. Like yeah. if you look at our results, or like, like the points dropped that we shouldn't have dropped, we could be six, seven points clear already before the Burnley game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've thought that Leicester one as well, the Leicester game the other week. Yeah. I thought that was there. For, I thought that was there for a win. Um, I mean, arguably could have. Could have really set the tone for that game within the first couple of minutes with Rashford and that header. You know, it's a different game then if that goes in. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably agree with you, Danny. I think the Arsenal one is, is more frustration at the way, <laughs> well, Arsenal getting that result and then just seeing how Arsenal performed and how we've, how we've sort of performed since. It's, yeah. Yeah. Talk about uh, Arsenal. It's frustrating that... Arsenal are starting to uh, start to string some results together now, aren't they? Mm. So they should. They played West Brom. I know it's West Brom, <laughs> but we've all on these podcasts. We've all, and obviously we catch the games. We've we've seen glimpses of of good football from West Brom this season. Yeah. When we played them, we got a good result against them in the end, but that was only because they went down to ten men, and they still ended up scoring when they went down to ten men to put pressure on us. They've got a couple of good players, West Brom. And I well, think if they could invest during January, I think that, you know, maybe they might cause more problems for teams, grind out some better results, but that was not a good one for them. At home to look, look at the results against the top teams. They only just lost to us. Like, they came to Old Trafford and made it really difficult. Yeah. Spurs went there and he took an eight to ninth minute winner. They got a free free draw against Chelsea. They got a, th- a one-all draw against City. And they've had a one-all draw against Liverpool. Yeah, that Chelsea result, they should have won that as well. Yeah, see, that's, yeah. You can't go 3-0 at half-time and then... You, you knew as soon as Chelsea scored one where that game was going. Yeah. It's not going that but way at the moment, though. <laughs> I'm I'm not asked because they still shouldn't have slapped Slav and Bilic. Yeah. True. 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 No matter how much we love the gravy train... Yeah, <laughs> you you just know you know the type of signings he's bringing in this month. Phil Jagielka from Sheffield yep. United. <laughs> he's getting fed up with seeing uh, Tim Cahill and Leon Osman on commentary, so he's bringing them in. <laughs> Nico Cranchard's already on the phone. <laughs> yeah. He's like a, a Harry Redknapp two point oh. Mm. 
He's, he's gonna he's gonna bring some of the old boys back in. Ivan Campos coming in. <laughs> Kevin Davis is coming back. <laughs> Michael Ricketts. Oh, JJ Kotcher. Yaskalainen yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> in net. I bet JJ Kotcher could still dance around most of the defenses in the Premier League. Yeah, one hundred percent. He'd certainly dance around Yerry Mina. Yerald. You know what? <laughs> Yerald is actually playing some good football at the moment. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Yerry. If he can stay fit. I think he could be pretty solid. He showed glimpses of class in that World Cup, but he didn't do it for Barca and he didn't start great for Everton. But I, I think he has got something about him. He just needs to stay fit and carry on practising his trade. I, I think he's missed Michael Keane his last few games. Yeah. Michael like those two were finally developing a partnership. I mean, your defence has been all over the show since fucking game week one. Yeah, that's where our worst injuries are as well. Coleman being out, Dinya being out. Yeah. Calvert Lewin's gone a bit, bit quiet the last couple of couple of games, few games. I don't know whether that's the Christmas, you know, fixture list just catching up a little bit with him. But um, just I, think, gone, I won't say off the boil, but I, I think he had a, an injury in the last game. I think, or is that why he got subbed off? Or lack, you know what it is, mate? It's playing one up from lack of service. Mm-hmm. He's just not getting anything. The, the midfield that we're playing at the moment, I mean, playing Tom Davies, p- people are still trying to argue that Tom Davies is a decent player and that he had a decent game against West Ham. Like, he's quickly becoming my new Alex Awobi. Uh, you know what? I will defend him there. I thought out of your players against West Ham, he was probably one of the brighter ones. He's the only one going forward in the midfield. That's why you probably thought he was bright. Yeah. He, he had an attacking mindset rather than passing backwards and sideways. Even Steve McManaman was talking about it all the time, saying Everton just keep going back and laughing about it. That that We've had some dull games. Like We've been very lucky. We've had some amazing games this season. We've had some dull games this season, and that is up there. With, <laughs> like, that was awful, your West Ham game. It ruined my weekend. It really <laughs> did ruin my weekend. I didn't want to watch any football after that. I think I did, just to try and change my fortune. But <laughs> that it yeah. was diabolical. Dog dirt. Yeah, I watched the first half. Dog dirt. I didn't watch it. I didn't bother with the second half. I turned it off. Dog dirt FC. I, I was on it just for the Twitter. I was just winding up. Evertonians calling Yerimino a fanny. <laughs> yeah. You know what though, right? I, I'm I'm still going to say this. The lad that scored their goal, fluke. He didn't mean it. <laughs> it was a good forward run, but yeah. I think he just hit his right foot and went in. Yeah, it, it, it's more like. Right place, right time, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, got to, got to give him some props for being in the right place because they even spoke about it. Nobody else was making a forward run, and they wouldn't have scored if he didn't have, didn't make it. So he got them three points off that one move. West Ham had nothing until Antonio came on. I do like Antonio. I don't understand why they start him on the bench. I do he's been in. He's been unfit. Fair yeah, yeah. Last last year he was brilliant, wasn't he? He was the I, still, I still retain that he would be a phenomenal signing for your boys. Yeah, who wouldn't at the moment? <laughs> I, know we, I know we were stringing some results together, but they weren't the greatest performances where we were just holding pretty tight and solid against some, some of the stronger teams yeah. who were throwing everything against us and we just managed to last out, which we can't usually do. So obviously he's doing something right. Yeah, where are you sitting? Yeah, Is it fourth, fifth? Well, we were supposed to play them, weren't we? And then obviously COVID ruined that. 
And they've probably got a, a get out of jail free card there. I don't know really. If we'd have played like we did against West Ham, they'd have battered us. So I don't know who really got the benefit out of that. Maybe us getting a bad result out of the way. Sort of reset back to yeah. the board. But they're starting to play some good football now, aren't they? Really good football. It's really fucking good against Chelsea. Yeah. Like back to the old city. Imagine yeah. if they had like a proper inform Aguero up top the other night. Could have been five or six. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, easily. I thought that was a bit of an odd odd first half, that for me. I mean City the first 10, 15 minutes. I thought they looked bang average if that. They they didn't look that great. And then just a bit of bit of brilliance, you know, the first goal went in and then that the next five, ten minutes after that okay. it's game over. Yeah. The game has changed in it looked like the city of old and a bizarre one for what I thought, but you know, they are, they are starting to, you know, pick up the wins now. I'm with you. I thought like when De Bruyne missed that chance in the first like five, 10 minutes, I thought, here we go again. Mm. This is another city of this season performance. And then he just woke up all of a sudden mm. and became the De Bruyne that we all know and expect. <laughs> yeah. When, when I take him out of my fantasy football. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> yeah, they were they were lightning. Like the counter attacking was outstanding. Foden, what a fucking player! What I, re- I really rate him. You know, I think he's far better than the time that he's getting at the club. I know they've got some great players and everything, and they are giving him more, more and more time. But you know, he's been there for what four or five years now on on the fringe. He gets yeah. like five minutes here and there, and then this season, obviously, a bit more. But I just think he's class, and I think he could be one of the best English players that we've seen in a long time if he was playing ninety minutes week in, week out. I just think he he'd be excellent. Maybe he needs a move. I know that Pep's tr- like teaching him his trade there, but I'd love to see him in an Everton shirt. So I want him to move to us. <laughs> I was I was thinking that then it's like. Yeah, he would, ben- he would benefit from a move playing 90 minutes every week. But the only place he can go that would actually improve his game is Real Madrid. Yeah. Because he's not going to improve, no offence to your coaching staff, but he's better off training with City than he has ever. We've got a lean over. Yeah. I, I saw the other day that... Um... PSG as well. Sorry, on a completely different note, but I was thinking about players that need to improve, and and obviously like Moise Keane was absolutely <laughs> shite for Everton. He's gone to PSG and he's he's doing a good job over there, and uh, apparently they've offered thirty one million pounds for him. Snap the hands off! I think we paid like nearly thirty million for him anyway. Recuperate your money. You've lost a bit on his wages, but he's not doing anything for us. Take the thirty one and run. <laughs> Good bit of business if we can get rid of him for that much because he's not even worth 10 based on how he played for us. No. Who's this? To- Tosin? No. <laughs> God, he's, he's certainly not worth 10. <laughs> I saw someone... He's barely <laughs> worth two. What's that? Uh, someone was saying today that um, Tosin wanted... Or, or someone wanted to reunite with Tosin. Uh, Allardyce at um, <laughs> West, West Brom. Brom. I yeah, said West Brom 10 million on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we'll get rid of him straight away. If we could get 10 million for him, I would have that. Didn't West he, probably be perfect. Didn't he go on loan to Palace last season? Yeah. And he was on the bench. 
He was, yeah, he was wank, wasn't he? Rarely played, yeah. And we had, and they had Salah on loan instead. Just needs, yeah, just needs to go to Turkey, don't he? Yeah. Go back to Turkey, where you're from. You, you were class out there. Sort of sort your career out. It's not it's working in England. Similar story with Moise Keane, and it's some players are suited to the league, some people aren't. Yeah. Um, no shame in that. No. Another another player that's well suited to a certain league, Lukaku. Wow. <laughs> like yeah. people are talking about Ballon d'Or for him now. <laughs> like, yeah, but he did it for Everton and West Brom, though, didn't he? And United for his first season there. Yeah. yeah, but not as prolific as what he is over there. Oh, no, no. He, this has been no. the best move of his career. Yeah. Is it 50 and 70 games? 50 goals, 70 games, something like that. Yeah, that's what I read, yeah. 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 Just ridiculous, that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if somebody's doing that in... I mean, I wouldn't really consider the Italian league as a top league. It was once a top league. Mm. For me now, I, I, I don't think it's a top league. I don't think many of them are. I think you're probably just talking Premier League and Bundesliga now. I don't even think La Liga is a top league anymore. It's weird what's happening in the Spanish league, isn't it? Because Real Madrid are shit at the moment and Barca are really shit at the moment. Mm. So, But then Atletico are, are doing all right out of it, aren't they? And Barca are crying out for a striker yet. They sold theirs to Atletico. I saw, I saw that the other day. It was like Ronald Koeman was like, yeah. we're just lacking that key thing up front. Imagine if you hadn't sold the league's top scorer. <laughs> Ridiculous. Mm. He's doing well for Atletico as well. <laughs> No, he's brilliant. Like he was, he was always gonna do well for Barcelona and and Alec Umjid, Sorry, he was always gonna do well there. Mm. Who's top of the league? Is it still Sausage Dad? No, it's Atletico. Is it? Atletico uh, two points ahead of Real, and they've got two games in hand on Real. Oh well, yeah, they've only played fifteen. <laughs> How's that worked out? They played fifteen. Sausage Dad played eighteen. As early as we did. So, so sounds like uh, Collins's complaint of the uh, SPFL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, you know what? It's a shame that he's not here to talk about that old firm derby. I mean, I watched it and I could talk about it, but I wouldn't do it justice the way that he does because he's so negative about you know the Scottish League. When I said it in the chat the other day and I was like, you know what would be great content? You watching the old firm. I honestly just expected him to go, fuck off, no. Like, I was just like, I thought he just dead it on the spot. And he was like, yeah, go on then. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, this is going to be brilliant. But he was on Twitter basically just saying, uh, no update here. <laughs> Nothing's happened. I think there was one forward pass. <laughs> Rangers, Rangers are trying and failing really badly. Well, Celtic have proper pissed their fans off, haven't they? Because the very next day after that defeat, they jetted off to Dubai. Yeah. And there's that picture of uh, Neil Lennon and Scott Brown on Sunday lounges next to each other having a pint. Like, wow, they've just gone 16 points behind, basically lost the league, uh, not having 10 in a row anymore. But then the thing is, one thing that displays how shit the, the Scottish league is, is that they're upset that they're not about to win 10 in a row. <laughs> like, if you say that about anyone else, 10, 10 titles in a row, you, you wouldn't be asked anymore. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a it's a winner's mentality, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. I I'd be I'd be gutted if United won nine in a row and then we lost the Manchester derby convincingly, and then during these COVID times where we're not allowed to go and travel, like we can't just jet off to Dubai and go and sit on fucking sun lounges. They've lost the biggest game of the season, and then the next day they're fucking sunning it up. 
Yeah. That that would really, really fuck me off. It yeah. was talking about it during the commentary in the game. They were saying, oh, they're off on a, you know, on a trip to Dubai tomorrow. And um, in all fairness to them, I don't think that would be an enjoyable trip for a professional footballer. With, you know, a, a player that plays in Celtic has got, like you said, a winner's mentality. You know, they'll be really, really seething and pissed off about that result. I can't imagine that they were on that play in like, having a couple of ales, like cheers in each other and looking re- like really looking forward to the trip. I reckon they're thinking, fuck, we're going to get a beast in here. Like we are going to yeah. get thrashed in training. Do you know what? I think the only one that probably was like that is Scott Brown. Yeah. Because he fucking bleeds the club, doesn't he? Yeah. But you look, you look at that Celtic club now and very little Scottish players that are asked. Yeah. Um. Neil Lennon's is 100% getting sacked. I mean, there's losing a title and then there's doing what they've done here. This is embarrassing. Do you know, I was thinking about this the other day, like when it comes to, like you just said there about Scottish players not being as many in, in the Celtic team anymore. So when you think about it, the Scottish national team is actually starting to get quite a few decent players in now. So you've got that Billy Gilmore from Chelsea looks pretty decent. And you've got Scott McTominay, John McGinn. Um, you've got the two le- left, two right uh, left backs who both play in Saint Tierney and um, Robertson. So they're getting, they've got some really, really decent players now, and it makes you think: Is the standard of player in Scotland getting better to the point where they don't want to play in the Scottish League anymore? They want to play in in England, essentially, because um, otherwise, and that's kind of at the detriment to the, to the clubs in Scotland but to the benefit of the national team. Because the national team is, is ultimately, well, they're in the Euros, we're, they're in our group this year. So ultimately they're, they're getting better, but that means that their teams are actually getting worse because they're having to buy substandard players from around Europe instead of keeping the best Scottish players in Scotland. Because the best Scottish players and I've got to think, thinking, hang on a minute, I'm going to earn more money and play better football in a better league, more competitively south of the border. So... I was thinking, just thinking about it the other day when I was watching um, uh, Chelsea because uh, Gilmore came out and thought, do you know what? It, they've got quite a lot of good Scottish players now coming through. Um, so it'd be interesting. They'll give us a game, you know, in the Euros when we play them. Um, that'll be at Wembley as well, I think. It's a game, but we'll put four or five past them. <laughs> You'd hope so. We said to say about Wales and they nearly did, doesn't they? I think the, the interesting comparison there is like with the American team as well. Yeah, the amount of Americans that are fine, like the good ones. That's yeah, I was thinking that as well. Yeah, because like Pulisic is levels above the MLS. Yeah, Serginio Dest is levels above the MLS. It's a retirement home. Yeah, that's why Messi wants to go there. <laughs> Do you know what I heard earlier? This is a good stat for you. <clears throat> you know, City's reserve goalkeeper Zach Steffen mm. that we played the other day in, in place of uh, Edison. I think he is apparently the first non-bald American goalkeeper to play in the Premier League. <laughs> Since Casey Keller. Where the hell have you pulled that from? Casey uh, <laughs> Keller was bald in. Football Twitter is not wasted on you, is it? <laughs> My boss told me that earlier. He's a City fan. So. Yeah, he told me because obviously Brad Friedel and uh, Tim Howard were both bald. They were the last two. Tim Howard's got hair now as well. I oh, know he hasn't shaved it off the other day. 
<laughs> he does a lot of uh, being sports on my um, oh, yeah. completely legal streams that I watch. Yeah, those legal streams. Quite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know who is a good player and who do a really good job in the Premier League from that Celtic squad? That Eduard, is it? That's yeah, striker. Yeah, right. Yeah. Twat, he's he's a tank. He is a tank and he's rapid. Big boy. Yeah. He's, you know who we do a job for? Someone like Southampton or someone like that. I could imagine him in that red Southampton kit, just absolutely bombing past players and just bursting them off him because he's so strong. Like he must have, he must have some what? Bombing past in the Southampton shirt, bombing past the Liverpool defence. <laughs> Do you? Uh, did you watch that, Lee? Yeah. Do you yeah. want to discuss it? Do you want to go into any detail about what you thought about that? I was about yeah. to say we've already discussed it. Let's bring All it. Right. Back. <laughs> so. Um, who is Thiago? Like, because he was terrible. He should have been sent off first and foremost. He he, play, he, um, Chelsea won it. That's the only one I know. Yeah. Chelsea. Well, he had about three second yellow card offences that weren't given. Um, and I saw someone today say, um, "At what time are we going to be expecting Thiago's passes and uh, skills compilation from last night's game, lads?" <laughs> <laughs> which was a good one so yeah he was terrible um henderson and fabinho look so exposed at center back when teams actually attack them which is mad because but people are people are saying well you can beat liverpool by attacking them which is fair enough because that's what southampton did and they were brilliant last night um but also that's liverpool have got something like two points now from playing West Brom, Newcastle and Southampton. They've taken two points from those games, which is shocking. Uh, and their away form this season puts them in the bottom half of the table. They'd be 11th in the table if you just went off away games. Um, and I think that from looking at them at the minute, it almost looks like they're running out of ideas. So their, their plan to go really straightforward and direct isn't working. And I've never seen Liverpool cross the ball or hit the ball up top so often than they did last night. It was it was pretty mad, really. And Southampton were just lapping it all up. Could Liverpool have had a penalty? I'm not too sure. Um, the the handball for me looked like it was far too handball, close. The handball. It was about four yards away from him. Yeah, and the, the funny thing is, like if it was in the Champions League, it would have been a handball, yeah. which is the mad difference in, in the rules. But either way, and then... The, the contact on Mane by Kyle Walker-Peters, who was brilliant as well, by the way. Um, again, he just muscled him off the ball. like it, He didn't take his legs or anything like that. So, on balance, I don't know why Klopp's coming out whinging about the fact that uh, United have had so many penalties in so many years. If you look at this season, Liverpool and United have actually had the same number of penalties and Leicester have had the most out of anyone. So, I don't know why he's whinging about United. He must be getting worried that we're actually going to go above them when we beat Burnley next week. Um and City will go above them as well when they beat whoever their two games in hand are. But either way, calm down, calm down. <laughs> I just want, I just want Liverpool just to go rain down. it in a sec. I want them to win that game. <laughs> oh, is it you that they've got the high game in hand? Yeah, because they have five, right. five COVID cases against us, didn't they? Yeah. Good either way, I'm not asked as long as we're above them. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I think that Liverpool look a little bit like a team. I don't want to say in crisis just yet, but they, they can't whinge about lack of 
players either because they've got the full front three, they've got a strong midfield, they've got their normal wing backs, they've got the normal goalkeeper. Um, so they, just, they need to stop complaining and Klopp needs to stop whinging. As for Hassenhuttle getting a bit emotional at the at the end, don't mind that. I think that one thing I see a lot is people going on about how brilliant football is at invoking emotions from people. Um, so why is it okay for us to be emotional about the game, but then not actually see it from the managers and the players? Like I, I think it's it's absolutely fine. And to him, a manager that was on the brink of getting sacked when they got beat nine nil by Leicester last year or year before. To then pull it back to where it is and oh. Oi, oi. oh yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's going in. That's definitely going in on YouTube. <laughs> Love that though, that you just got your scram delivered to you. Well trained. So anyway, yeah. That's what I thought about the game. I'm I'm with you completely with passing you. I can't believe that a nine-nil loss. We are sat here a year and a bit later looking at a manager that's taking Southampton to Europa League places. Yeah. He's outstanding. And we, we've seen it a lot this week with Chelsea fans calling for Lampard's head, and we'll get onto that in a second, because I'm, I'm still not sure where I stand on it. But we've done it with Oli, where said he deserves to be sacked, and he's proved us wrong, and we're about to go top of the table. Touch wood. Mm. Um, it does... Me and Collins argue about it all the time, about giving managers time. And with Hasenhutl, it was absolutely the right decision. Fuck me, what a turnaround. A note on Liverpool, Trent Alexander-Arnold gave the ball away 38 times last night. Jesus, did he? It's the most of any player in the league. He got hauled off. How many times do you see not only a right-back, but supposedly the best right-back in the world get hauled off after 65, 70 minutes because he was playing that badly? Mm. And he, and he was this part for the goal as well. I don't know what he was doing with the goal. He just like kind of fanny jumped at it because <laughs> he didn't know where he didn't know where the ball was going. It was weird. Fanny jump. I wonder what that. <laughs> I wonder what the description for that would be in the dictionary. <laughs> no, do you reckon we can get Nicole to do like an animation for us to describe what a fanny jump is? <laughs> yeah. Do you not think as? I mean, do you not? Do you not think as well? Like the, the, you know the usual saying, it's it's always. Sort of harder to to retain the title, you know. Once you've won yeah. it for like like they had that they had that that thing last season where they, you know they've not won it for so long, and that was sort of part of the driving force of. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they were they were you know no denying it. You know they, they were brilliant last season, um, but obviously this season they haven't got that. You know we haven't we haven't won it for thirty odd years, but yeah, obviously we've we've got you've now got everyone chasing you, rather than sort of the other way around. And like I, said, I know, I know, I know the Christmas sort of fixture list is never is never kind, but same for everyone though. Dale. Yeah, same yeah. for everyone. Yeah, um, but do you think that sort of added pressure now on the team is is sort of rubbing off not only on sort of the performances, but it, it seems to be getting to clop a little bit sort of in recent in, in the last couple of weeks with yeah. some of the stuff he's been coming out with. Yeah. Um, love it. I love it. I know. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> He's not his happy, uh, smiley self anymore, is he? He's a he's a yeah. man. He's a man who's got a bit of 
I don't know, he's like a man damaged or something like that. Like there's something not quite clicking there for him. And he, it, you know, I'm sure he's not changed a thing really, has he? I'm sure he's doing exactly the same as what he was doing last year, but the team's just not got that edge anymore, like you said. Mm. Borussia Dortmund had this though. Yeah. Borussia Dortmund had this, when they, they got so far, they reached so many finals. I know he, he bottled all of them, but I think it came to a point where weren't Liverpool last year called the mentality monsters? Mm. Like that mentality isn't here this year. And like you said, Dale, it's hard to fucking do it because they've, they've already done it. It's hard mm. to stay hungry for that much success when you've already got it. And that, yeah. in a weird way, is where I argue with Celtic that it's so impressive that they won nine titles in a row. Mm. Because it must be difficult. And then even more impressive that Rangers are going to break it this year and break it with some bleeding record. Like it must be mentally like tough for a football club to turn around what they've done. But you know what? I'm going to fucking love it if we go to Burnley and beat them. Mm. And I'm going to love it if we go to Anfield and beat them. Mm. Imagine, Imagine two months ago, when we came off that Spurs result and then you tell us when you go to Anfield, lads, if you win, you'll go six points clear at the top of the table. I oh, know. Oh, stop it. The thing is, <laughs> it, it kind of feels like everything's falling into place as well for us to ruin Liverpool's home undefeated record. Yeah. They've not been beat at home since like 2016 or something, haven't they? Mm. It must be something like that. But then it, it, it's almost like the stars are all aligning for us to do it. Now, you could look at the other end of the stick. We'll go and scrape a draw with Burnley and then they'll beat us. And then we'll be back to square one again. But I, on the current balance with this United team, I don't see that happening. No. Like, when it, where I once may have done at the start of the season, we, we seem to scrape out wins now without even playing that well, which everyone always says, the cliche, it's the sign of a, a champion team. Now, obviously, we're not even halfway through the season yet. So getting a bit, excuse me, a bit carried away, but we're up there. That's all you can be at this stage. So who knows what could happen? I, I find it mad, me. Honestly, I, 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 after the first five or six games, I was like, there is no way we are challenging for anything. Mm. <laughs> you know, getting stuffed against Spurs, you know, being at home against Palace, you know, and then the Arsenal defeat, I just thought it's, it's, it's mad. It's absolutely mad how we've sort of turned. I mean, we went out of the Champions League and, you know, like all these, you know, what's he doing? Tactically, he's a mess. That Turkish team, Istanbul. Yeah. When they beat you. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, all these tactically, you know, he he can't do it. And, you know, I think think we said we've, I feel we've we've got one of the best best squads we've had for a while with what we've got. It's just, the performances weren't, weren't sort of matching that, but to turn it around and go on a little unbeaten run we've gone on and to sit sort of second, only on goal difference, I, 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 I couldn't have pictured that after the five, first five or six games. It's mad. But yeah. long may it continue and carry on, hopefully. But <laughs> You know, I think on balance with everyone else at the minute, I think we've got the best squad in the Premier League. When you, when you compare... Our bench and what we've got to bring on. Liverpool don't really have that depth anymore because of their injuries. Like right now, City are the same. When you look at United, excuse me, one for Cavani's back. If you look at the bench we've got to bring on, you can change a game. 
you've got Van der Beek, you've got Mata who can still do a job, you've got Greenwood, if, like Martial or, or Cavani or Rashford or Cavani, whoever's started. And then even the defenders that we can bring on to add the strength through youth, like Twan Zabi, who's a brilliant defender, Tellez if Shaw's started or Shaw if Tellez has started. Like the, the bench, our bench is the strongest it's been probably since Fergie left. Um, and I'm not, un, I don't think I'm over exaggerating with that. The only problem is, well, I say it's a problem, but it's something we need to keep an eye on is making sure that everyone stays fit. Um, and at the moment, things are pos- positive. Cavani's got a ban, but that's, well, we won't talk about that. I think it's a bit ridiculous, actually. But um, but then I think Ollie said yesterday in his press conference that, or was it today, Phil Jones is the only injured player in the Man United squad now. What a surprise! Yes, yeah, yeah, surviving another transfer window. Um, but yeah, that I mean, that's you've got to say testament to the to the backroom staff as well, and the physios and the doctors and the sports analysts and therapists and things like who rarely get a mention. Let's be honest. Um, but to keep a team like United as a, in a good condition like that, obviously we've been lucky with injuries in, in games and things. But through a, a, a busy period, um, and it's only going to get busier, which is the only other worry, because we'll have FA Cup starting this weekend and we've got the Europa League coming up that we'll have to travel to Narnia to play games on a Thursday night. And Carabao, we've, luckily that's nearly over, but City will probably beat us tomorrow night. And do you know what? I'm not really that bothered if they do. Like one less game for us to play, and it's their trophy anyway. And it's like the Carabao Cup is to City what... FA Cup is to Arsenal, so I'd like the silverware, but at the same time, Ollie Ollie likes losing semi-finals, doesn't he? So <laughs> we'll probably lose tomorrow night. So you're yeah, right. It's positive. It's a it's a massive testament. Uh, there's there's one stat which is backing up everything you said. Eric Bailly started the last four games. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. And what player he he had his easy easily his best match in United shirt the other night. He has been. Phenomenal! I we we finally found Maguire's partner. Yeah, I've always rated him. I have said from day one that he is our best centre back. Mm. Bar none, he just can't keep himself fit. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and that is like I said, it's testament to the fitness staff, to the the physios. We're in the probably the busiest period of football I think we've ever had, and we've got one injury, and it's not a shock who it is. Yeah. Because he's always like, injured. Even Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw's probably played the most games he's played in a season so far for a while. Yeah. And also on talking of improvements, how good has he been? Yeah, very like, good. He's gone about shows, his job quite quietly because everyone else around him has been getting on yeah, with it. It shows that competition for places brings out the best in people. Yeah. Which is kind of where I want to segue into like transfer rumors and stuff where yeah. we've been linked to Max Aaron's. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. One of my most disappointing players this season, as good as we've been, is Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Mm-hmm. I think he's been fucking dreadful. Yeah. And his place is secured because he's got no competition. Mm-hmm. And I think someone like Max Aarons would come in and just do exactly what Tellers has done to Shaw. Yeah. And I'd love to... I, I think every player should have competition. You know, Cavani's made Rashford up his game again. Yeah. Uh, Van der Beek has got Bruno on his toes. Even Pogba. We're starting to, and yeah, it's transfer season, so he's bound to play well because he's always looking for a move. But fuck, if he wants to play well to get a transfer, but it leads us getting a title, by all means, mate, do what you need to do. 
I think that's what's driving him, to be honest. I think he's we, we are where we are on the table, and he's looking at that thinking, oh, my God, this could be my swan song. Like, win United a title, and then they, they'll get loads of money for me. I'll get loads of money from it. Yeah. I'll get a massive move to Real Madrid or somewhere, or back to Juventus. Like, it's win, win, win for everyone if, if we win a title with him and playing well in the team. Because uh, he'll be back to his World Cup winning days yeah. if that happens. So, um, but yeah, I completely agree. I think that the squad depth is an important one. That's why we're playing so well at the minute. And I mean, Bruno Fernandes is just—he's the best player in the world right now. I think, like on balance, who's better than it? Certainly, the best midfielder in the world. I, I was going to say that there's only one name for me that sticks out, and I think it's the one we're all thinking. No, it's not Lionel Messi. Josh, put that air down. It's Robert, it's Robert Lewandowski, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just purely because of the amount of goals he scores, but nah, would he score that many goals in the Premier League, though? That's yeah. the thing. And, and yes. Well, he probably would, yeah. <laughs> class, but, um, yeah, I think... But then again, actually, we said that about Timo Werner and look at him this season. Well, yeah. And Havertz. Yeah. <laughs> terrible this year. But yeah, in terms of transfer rooms, I think one, one issue... There'll, there'll be a couple of players. Uh, sorry, I think there'll actually be three players in the world right now who will be watching United thinking, I've missed my chance there. One of them will be Jack Grealish, because unless Pogba leaves, we won't sign him. The other will be Jaden Sancho, because no one want, none of us want him anymore. I, I, we don't need him anymore. I don't think that, depending on how Ahmad Diallo is when he comes in, he, he might be the future of that right wing. He, he could be shit. You never know. But at the same time, we're not spending a hundred plus million on Jaden Sancho now, without a shadow of doubt. And the third player, who arguably I think is probably the most gutted because he was one of the front runners to sign for United not so long ago before Jack Grealish, Jaden Sancho came on the radar, uh, was James Madison. Now he is having a brilliant season and he's banging goals in left, right and centre and there's interview after interview of him saying he's a United fan and like, I think that he'll probably be the one that misses out the most because there's almost no chance we would sign James Madison now ahead of any of those players anyway. So, which is a shame because I really like him, but... Yeah, I think, I think Madison he's... though, he's, he's in a better place in a better squad. Mm. Like he, he can go and be Leicester's talisman. Like yeah. Vardy's 33 now, coming on 34. Madison will be the future of Leicester. And if Brendan Rodgers keeps on doing what he's doing, you know, Leicester's not a bad club to be at. No. Aston Villa, are they going to keep up this season what they've been doing? Who's they could be last season's Sheffield United. Yeah. And then do next it season, it could be this season's Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. you know. No, they won't. it won't go that badly for them. <laughs> no, I don't, think, I don't think any club will go as bad as they are. No. Uh, Sancho scored his first Bundesliga goal this season on weekends. There you go. Greenwood's got more than million, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Is he been injured or is he just not performing? He, he did have an injury, but he's not been... He hasn't been great. But um, Lucien Favre just completely lost Dortmund, didn't he? Like, he had him playing some mad formation. Yeah. He was playing people out of position. Um and it just didn't suit, so it is clear as day that it wasn't working for Sancho. Hopefully it turns around for him, because obviously I want the best for him, because I want him to do well for England. Yeah, same. Um, but we'll see. I don't know, though. Has there been any other uh, mad January transfers that we've seen? Sammy, Sammy Kadira to Everton. 
I heard this on Talksport. Yeah, I heard this. What's going on here? He keeps getting linked to us, but I think one of the other things that I saw was that he was interested in moving to England and he wanted to talk to other clubs. And I think that's a bit more realistic for a player like him because if he comes to Everton, word online is that he's going to have to take a pay cut. And I imagine that to be true. I know that we've got money now, but he's probably on a massive crust. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm, I know what he's doing. He's trying to shore up the midfield, isn't he, with that type of player. Um, you know, we've got Alan and Decore there. If we had Kadira as well. I, I mean, I'm not even really sure if we need him. You know, I, I, I like Gomez. I'd like to give Gomez more time, I think. When he came on against, yeah, I like him. When he came on against West Ham, for me, he was our best player on the pitch. Everything he was doing was perfect for his position, um, and he's starting to, you know, if he can get his fitness back, he had that horrible leg break. He's had a couple of bad um, games at the end of last year where people were saying he came back too fast and he wasn't fit. But I reckon this could be his year if he can just settle in a little bit more and get some more uh, time on. On the clock, I think he could be the, the third man in that midfield. I don't think we need to invest in midfield. I think of, we've been linked with Aaron's as well, heavily mm. linked with Aaron's, uh, because Coleman's obviously getting on a bit, so they see him as our main right back. And we've got Ben Godfrey there as well. We used to play with him, probably his mate, talking in his ear, trying to get him over to Everton. So we're linked with Aaron's. Sammy Kadira, we need a striker. We definitely need a striker because one up front, yeah. DCL, as we said earlier, Dale, one striker up front, he can't do it yeah. on his own. Yeah, he can hold the ball up. Yeah, he can take it down well. He's got great control. He's He's, he's got everything for me, but he can't do it when he's running up against two, three defenders every time. Yeah, no. I mean, he's, he's, he's still learning the game, isn't he? I mean, he's still young. He's, he's only really been in Everton's first team properly for, what, the last 12 months, maybe. Yeah. Um. You know, he's he's he has come on a lot since last season. Yeah, uh, he's he's massively improved, but he's still at a young age. If you could get like someone a bit more experienced in there, sort of in that position, to you know show him the ropes a little bit as well. Um, obviously, with a you know a touch of class in there, but um, but yeah, I think I, yeah, you you definitely need another option. But you know, yeah, what we've been linked with one I saw today. Sorry. Ancelotti's been inquiring about a 12... I think it's a 12-month loan deal, or to the, probably more likely to the end of the season, for uh, Christian Eriksen. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. And he's, he's been, been linked to, around around to West Ham as well, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, I've yeah. seen Ajax and Wolves are, are, are looking at uh, Christian Eriksen. I feel sorry for him because he was desperate. If you watch that Spurs documentary, he's like desperate to get away. And then he, he's got his move and it's just been awful. It's just into Milan, uh, taking on the exodus of ex Premier League players, and he's just not hit it off at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, would he? I think maybe suited life in in the Premier League a little bit. Um, I don't know how because he's quite a slow player, and but he seemed to work for him, didn't it? But he's like you know, Gilbert Six months though. These last yeah. six months, he was fucking dreadful. That's because he wanted to leave, yeah. though, wasn't it? Like, he, yeah, players don't want to don't they? They either want to leave and they play shit, or they do what Pogba does, wants to leave and finally turns up. Yeah, it is you weird. Could ar- you, you could argue the whole Tottenham squad at that time was 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 shit. Yeah. You know, it, was, it wasn't just it was. I mean, they, you know, no, there was a lot. You know, got the 
Fox Steel got the chop as well, didn't he? And you know, yeah. they, they were just not performing any of them whatsoever. But was there um, was there any truth behind his wife going behind his back with was it Alderweireld or someone like that? I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. Like I suggest otherwise. Let's suggest it was true, but we'll never know. Yeah, because apparently his wife played away with with with. I'm sure it was Alderweireld or someone. No, it was like Tongan won it. The Tongan, yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. the tongue left. Yeah. So I mean, if I was Christian Eriksson and my wife had played away with one of my teammates, I wouldn't want to stick around either, nor would I want to play my top football for a club. I'd be no. going truly foot out the door. But so you Josep Ilicic, who fucking went yeah. home and found out that his missus was cheating and I mean slipped into depression. Yeah. Well, he just started playing again. Nipping back to Everton when you said about you need another striker. Who? Like yeah. realistically. Go on, Lee. Why don't you answer the question? <laughs> well, yeah, I'd honestly, that's, it, that's the only name perfect for Everton. Who, who's that, mate? <laughs> Olivier Giroud. He would be perfect for Everton. I, I don't understand why they must have looked at him, but he mustn't want to go. He, no, he probably wants to stay in London, doesn't he? That's why he went Chelsea Arsenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so. yeah, it, it, you need that kind of big hold up player and then. Because Dominic Calvert-Lewin's quick and he would be happy to run onto those. His hold-up play is brilliant, but imagine both of them doing it and they can run off each other and like, he'd, just, he'd just be class and he's great in the air. Like He'd score loads of goals from corners, um, especially or, or even crosses like Dina and Coleman getting crosses in. The, like He'd score loads. Dina. Whatever happened to that Jovic? Oh, he's at Madrid. Yeah, still. The, the, next, the next big thing that everyone was bumming off, and I yeah. said, no, no chance he'll be shite, and hasn't played for Real Madrid because he's wank. He was class for Frankfurt. Was it Frankfurt he, he played Frankfurt, for? Yeah, he was apparently. And he's only young. Uh, he's, it's weird that they've either not given him a chance or not loaned him out. Like, well, he's had Hazard has been rubbish. Same as Hazard. He's had bad injuries since he got there, mm. but he just that doesn't seem to cut it. Like, he plays that. Um, Oh, fucking hell, what's his name? Mariano. Yeah. The one that famous Ronaldo's number seven shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mad, isn't it? Like, the, the players that go to Madrid and just don't quit it. I thought Hazard would be amazing for them, but that, uh, maybe... Sergio, is it Asensio? Asensio, yeah. He scored, didn't he, um, the other day? I don't know if it's his first one back since injury. Before He had that bad injury, didn't he? And before that, he was class. So I'm hoping that he can sort of like get back to his fitness that he was showing before that. For Real Madrid, he came back like back in back in the last season. He came back uh, and I think he scored with one of his first touches back. Yeah, just like showed it back completely. And uh, that oh, he's brilliant. Martin Odegaard's back from the Sociedad now. Yeah, he's, on a loan. he's a good player though now, isn't he? Yeah, he's a very good player. I think they'll keep hold of him this time rather than loaning him out or selling him. On. I think they'll give him a go. Yeah, he's been playing a lot. I mean, I just I wanted to bring up the list of free agents as well. Go on. Oh, so many some good here. players on this. Like Ramos, Bernat, Vasquez, Ricky Puig, which I can't believe the Barcelona are looking at like yeah. extending his contract. Messi, Aguero, Di Maria, Draxler, Boateng, Ozil, Memphis Depay, Vinaldum, Alaba, Tauvin, Donnarumma, Modric, Andreas Milik. Like Milik would be a decent size to use on a free. Yeah, what a good hey, player. He's a great hey, player, him. Hey, Donna, really. So Nap- Napoli played for, didn't he? <laughs> the, the one name on that list that 
I am gobsmacked there's not a massive QL club signing up for is Donnarumma. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Well, I've seen Everton link with him. He would be that <laughs> yeah, would be awesome. that would be a brilliant signing getting Donnarumma in. He's only twenty two or something, isn't he? I swear he's been about 22 for the last 10 years. Yeah. Well, he, he came through when he was 17, didn't he? So, yeah. But, yeah, I, him and um, Mesut Ozil, like, he would still do a job somewhere. It's his I don't think he'll be in the Premier League. He'll go to Spain or he'll go to to Turkey even. He'll go to Bajiktas or someone like that. I think he'd but, go um, to uh, yeah. Germany, you know. I think he'd have a little... Possibly, back. yeah. What, what, happened with, what happened with him? Oh, God, not Schalke. They'll be relegated. He'll be playing in Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping someone was going to pick up on that. Yeah. <laughs> God, they're diabolical, aren't they? They're, I saw their uh, results. Yeah. Like a string of results. It was just like lost, draw, lost, 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 draw. It's, you know what that is, though? It's because John Joe Kenny's come back to Everton. <laughs> oh, there, yeah. there it is. Back. There's, also, there's some fucking talent on this list. What about Aguero? I know. I can't believe that they're not going to give him a new contract. These players, 80% of this list will get a new contract. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I reckon if if you're at the risk of letting, like Leon, letting someone like Memphis Depay go on a free. Yeah. Yeah. Stand out for them. Barcelona, weren't Barcelona trying to sign him and they didn't have the cash for it this summer? So that's that's him going on. They only wanted 40 million. He's injured now, though, isn't he? Is he done his ACL or something like that, I think? Um, I don't know. I know he did. I don't know if he's back or not. You might be right, though. But, like, Alaba going to Real Madrid. Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be a sign. Yeah, almost, yeah. He's only 28. Is that all? I thought he was older than that. <laughs> he's yeah, been around for ages. I know, because he, he's another one that's been, been around since, He's like, been 28 he's... for the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> But what a signing he'll be for Madrid. He'll be class for them. Yeah. Just, he'll be a midfielder, won't he? He'll yeah. sit in front of the back four. Well, that, I think that's the best part about him is he's so versatile. Yeah. He's so brilliant at midfield, left-back, centre-back. I mean, he, he's been that good at centre-back and Alfonso Davis has been that good at left-back that Bayern have just been like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, go with it. <laughs> just leave it as it is. It works. We're winning. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I think that... Um, He'd be a perfect replacement for like Matic or someone in United Central. Oh, yeah. Like, ugh. what? That'd be class. Imagine like him and Fred or him and McTominay sitting in front of the defense with Bruno and Pogba, Rashford, Martial, Cavani all in front. Ugh. What? Um, I'll tell you, Fred, by the way. I, I think I've said it once before on another week, but Fred's a different player this year. He's been ridiculous. He's been one of our best players this season. You know what? Go back last season as well. Last yeah. season, he proper turned it right. His first season, he was god-awful, and I can't believe we spent £50 million on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's really, like, last 18 months, he's been fantastic. Well, wasn't he an attacking midfielder at Shakhtar? And yeah. then since yeah. he's come to United, he's sat back more, and he's just his energy's ridiculous. Well, we did he it with Patterson, didn't we? The, the yeah. comparison with Cleberson is out there completely. Cleberson signed as an attacking midfielder and Fergie was like, I need you to defend. Mm. And Cleberson could not defend. <laughs> but Fred well, can do it. Like Fred has managed to adapt his game. And you know what? Fair fucks to him. Like he's worked hard. You can see he's worked hard in the gym. He's at, like you said, his energy. He's like Park. He's got a third lung. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps going and going and going. I'll tell you one... Um, 
really shrewd signing that I've seen is in the works is um, Emil Buendia going to Arsenal. I heard about this this morning. They're looking at a cash and player deal, aren't they? Yeah, either... Like Reese uh, Nelson, is it? Nelson or the other young lad they've got. Maitland Niles. Yeah, could be. But he he had one of the top... number. I think he was top three in number of chances created when uh, Norwich were in the Premier League. Um, and he was a great player for them. And I think he'd be brilliant for someone like Arsenal. Um, and it's surprising that no one else is looking at him, really. It's the same with Max Aaron's. Like, it, it just seems that it's United and Everton that may have been linked with him. I've not really seen any other people linked with him. And there was him, Buendia and Todd Cantwell that were the three standout performers for, for Norwich. Sorry? What the fuck's happened to Cantwell? I've heard I don't Luke. know. Well, he's just gone down with Norwich and not heard anything of him, but... Yeah, he. I, I expected, though, aren't they? Norwich, Norwich are still doing all right in the championship. They were close to top, weren't they? Yeah. Weren't they unbeaten? I think they are top, if I'm not wrong. First or second, mate. I think that um, on the way it looks at the minute, those three I expected to to cut to stay in the Premier League. I thought that all three of them would. Um, I did too. Would be sold, but yeah, I did as well. It's an interesting one. Like, because Max Aaron's at one point was being linked to a Bayern Munich last season. Like, Bayern Munich and Barcelona, and then Barca went and got Serginio Dest instead. Yeah, which came out of nowhere as well. He's American, isn't he? Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you think there'll be much business done in January, given, the, you know, the no. COVID situation and, no. you know, it, you know, like, like Lee, you just said there, that Max Aaron's, is, there's only a couple of clubs that have sort of been linked with him and, and do you think that's the reason for that is, is you know, the financial side of things, you know, because of the COVID and, and whatnot? I mean, yeah. I, there's not, there's generally, there's, there's not really many sort of big, sort of great signings that do happen in sort of January time all that often. I mean, we had Bruno last season, last year, um, but it's usually the most, most of the better deals are done in summer. But, I can say oh, I've just Omar Niasse. Omar Niasse. Yeah. Omar Niasse. <laughs> Don't write it off. Locomotive Moscow. What a buy. <laughs> but just going sort of going back to that, you know, there's January like signings. I think uh, Josh put it in the group chat before with the uh, Nemanja Vidic going back a few years, seven million, and was it Patrice Ever as well in the same window as yeah. January as well. You know, they don't. These signings don't come around that often in January. But no, no, like you, you normally have one standout per league, don't you? In terms of big signing, like we had Bruno last year. The year before it was Virgil going from Southampton to Liverpool. Yeah, um, which ultimately has brought them a title. So fair enough. Um, a couple of years back, we had Juan Mata coming. Mata came in in January. Sanchez was a January transfer. Sanchez, well, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, no. We don't yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the signings that are made, like you said, are normally the shrewd six, seven millions, Vidic, Jevra, um, Buendia, if he goes to Arsenal, I think that'd be a great signing. It's like players that have not really kicked on at their existing club looking for something else and the club buying them are looking for a cheap sort of stopgap uh, for a position. That's why I think we'll sign um, Aaron's this... But then, would they sell him? 
like if they're in a title promotion yeah. charge, would they sell him in this this window? Probably not. And to be honest with you, I'm not really expecting United to sign anyone in in this window. Uh, they've said that they're looking apparently, but I, I wouldn't even be bothered if we didn't. We don't think, apart from a right back and maybe that's, a, even, that's not even a, like a first. First team, right? No, this, That's this is just, rubber, right? Yeah, this, this is yeah. just complaining about Wambasaka because he can't play. Yeah. And we've got we've got youth that can play there. Like I, I keep hearing people around the club saying that they want to promote um, Ethan Laird. Mm. Apparently, he's meant to be a brilliant young player. Uh, but then you've got like Fosu Mensa that can play right back if absolutely necessary, and everyone else has had the legs broken. Um, Twan Zabi can play there as well, or even. If you want to play a wing back, Dan James can play there. And Lindelof played there. Lindelof played there. So we, we don't desperately need anyone. Um, can I, can possibly... I just chip in about Ethan Laird as well? I loaned him for Crew Alexander on Football Manager last year and he did a great <laughs> job for me. Got me up the league. Right. Bring up, the Alex. up the Alex. <laughs> Bring him in. I can't, I can't see United doing much. I think with Diallo coming in, I think that's yeah. going to be our business done. Um, and it was obviously done in summer, but I think... We we Marcus Rojo was on his way out finally. Good. I think he, I believe, I read he's gone to Boca Juniors, so he's on his way to Boca Juniors. Thank God for that. I think I think this January would be a good time for United to just keep on continually getting rid of the dead wood. Yeah. Like if we could if we could ship off another two or three players in this January, bring in Diallo, and then, like you said, bring through a couple of youth players. I reckon that's a really good January window. That. Yeah, yeah. That's all we need to do. You don't want to disrupt the balance of the squad when you're playing so well. That's another thing. The bolstering of Diallo is is everyone knew was happening anyway because the deal was done in summer. Um, but from I'm excited to see how he plays because um, everyone in and around like Atalanta and Italian football are raving about him. They, 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 the first team. Sorry. Do you reckon he'll come to the first team or do you reckon he'll go into the youth squad? He'll like, do what Facundo Palistri is doing, I think, because um, he's another one who's desperate to get into the first team. And maybe if we play a few, I reckon we could see players like Palistri and uh, Traor, uh, Ahmad Diallo in the Europa League squad against maybe the, the shit teams that we end up coming up against. Um, I, I just think with, with 36 million euros... That's a lot of money to just throw into a youth team. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think he's got to come into the first team for that kind of money. Yeah. Even if, he, even if he just sits on the bench for most of the season and comes on 10, 15 minutes here and there, mm. I think in that sort of money, that is first team money. That. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it just nods to his potential as well, probably. Yeah. Um, I think that Palistri is not. Not a first team player for you. I watched a couple of YouTube videos of him, and he looks like a, a rough diamond. He does look yeah. like he polishes up. He could be a good player, but I still don't think he's going to be Man United caliber. Not at all. I think he's he's been bought on the cheap to sell for a big profit. I think he's a business deal more than Maybe. a player for the club. That's what I thought of him before. Obviously, he could prove me wrong. He might come into the first team, be brilliant. But what I saw on YouTube, and I know those videos, you know they're not going to make videos of people playing shit, aren't they? <laughs> and what they might do, but I don't watch them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Another player that you were talking about, uh, well, well you were talking about, but Romero, I thought he would have been linked with Everton again. I thought we might have considered yeah. going down that route again, but he seems interested in just going for a permanent deal on Olsen. 
that's what I keep hearing. Like he's, he's in talks about bringing Olsen over on the permanent. So I think the okay. thing is with Olsen is if he's quite happy being a reserve goalkeeper, if you're Romero, why would you be reserve goalkeeper at United to then reserve goalkeeper at Everton? Yeah, yeah. that's the point, isn't it? He wants first-team football. He's good enough for first-team football. Yeah. Well, oh, red card in the Tottenham game. He's getting on a bit, isn't he, though, Romero yeah. now? Isn't he 34, 33, 34? I think so, yeah. So, I don't think he's going to be a first-team goalkeeper anywhere he goes anymore. Um because might. unless he goes to well, like Italy or Spain and plays for a team lower down the ranks in, in those countries, he's not going to be a first-team goalkeeper in the Premier League. Um, unless, unless I don't know, he was to sign for a newly promoted team. Um, not, but not this year, I mean, I mean for next season. Um, mm. Which is probably why he's still sat at United, because he's probably on a decent wage. Yeah, He probably just, he's getting paid to train very very well i reckon he's on at least 70 80 grand a year uh, a week so and the rest maybe so i reckon they've told him look we'll just let you see your contract out and then you can go and if uh, a, a club tries to sign you on a free contract when you you your uh, contract's up newly promoted maybe someone like norwich or i don't know if uh, who else is in the running to come up at the minute not really seeing Watford are up there again, aren't they? I don't really keep tracks on it, to be honest. Yes, yeah, no, I don't anymore. Second, and then your playoff places are Bournemouth, Brentford, Reading, and Watford with Middlesbrough and Stoke just behind them. God, I think it would depend I, on, the way, on, on the wages, though, wouldn't it, as well? You know, a newly promoted team, could they fork out 100 grand a week? No. On a keeper? You know, I don't think he'd, he'd go for that. Uh, yeah. I think. First of all, Norwich four points clear there. Bloody hell! Like, well, if, if we realistically we think Norwich and Swansea and one of Bournemouth or Watford will come up, none of them teams need a goalkeeper. No, to be honest with you, I don't want Swansea to come his, up again. And his GoPro was still fucking smashing it. Which, if not watched them <laughs> videos, by the way, yeah, I've seen. That. They are phenomenal. Ben Foster's YouTube channel is an absolute piece of gold. <laughs> The player uh, celebrated in front of it the, the other day. Yeah, they? yeah. I was uh, going to say that. Somebody definitely went up to a, a camera and started pointing at it, didn't they? Yeah. It was incredible. Um, yeah. Watford have still... No, Norwich have still got Tim Krul. Romero is not going to replace Tim Krul. I think they're probably about a similar standard of each other. And Tim Krul is probably on less wages. Well, Tim Krul's getting on a bit, though, as well, isn't he? He, he was at Newcastle and he was old. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Don't let me say it again. <laughs> he's oh, been, I can't be bothered he's with been about 50 for 10 years he has <laughs> get in I can't be bothered with Swansea coming back up ah oh, they can just take Dan James back yeah Swansea yeah on loan yeah they can have Romero uh, Jones and Dan James on loan Bournemouth again I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite impressed with Bournemouth because I was worried for them when they went down I was expecting them to, and Brentford after the the disappointment of not coming up. I was expecting Bournemouth to sort of cripple a little bit and crumble. Yeah, um, they lost a lot of players. Down. Yeah, lost they must have recruited really well. Who's the manager? It's the lad who was the assistant manager to um, Bingy Eddie Howe. 
can't, right. I can't remember his name, but it's, it's basically it was his number two and he just stepped up into the role. Well, he must be doing all right then. Yeah. Brentford, I'd like to see Brentford come up. I really would like to. Just for a change of team, like somebody new. It is nice getting a new team coming up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, the the rest of the teams there are all usual contenders. Norwich, Swansea, Bournemouth, Reading even. They've not been up for a while, but they used to be. Yeah, Reading and Middlesbrough haven't been up for a long time, so they'd be another three. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing Middlesbrough back up. Stoke as well. I, I mean, everyone... Like likes playing away at Stoke on a cold Tuesday night, don't they? So that'd be quite interesting. Yeah. Barnsley, imagine Barnsley coming up, that'd be good. That's See, nice. Barnsley would be a good one. Yeah, Barnsley, have, they were in the Premier League when it started, weren't they? I think I'm sure Barnsley have had a, a season in the Premier League in the 90s. It the one that's impressive much is Blackburn sat 11 after their fucking demise over the years. Yeah, it seemed to just be creeping back up again now. Now, to me, Blackburn drive as well, you know. Yeah. At the moment, we're talking about teams that are maybe Premier League stature. To me, Blackburn should be there. You know, ex winners. Yeah. Sure. Only like six teams that have won the league, isn't there? And they're one of them. Like, they, what happened to them is is awful. So it's quite nice to see them coming back up again. I wanted to touch on one thing before we bring up Dick at a week and we leave. Burnley, lads. Getting taken over, yeah. Are they? Do you know? I couldn't believe the price. What was it? One hundred and seventy million, something like that. Yeah, one hundred and seventy million. A Premier League club has been bought for. Like <laughs> Chelsea spent more than that, that in summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. They must be the money yeah. that they're bringing in, like in all the TV deals and stuff. Like they must be must. That's an incredible deal when you think about it. Yeah. They'll make that money back after five years in the Premier League if they stay up. It's a really, so, really good investment. Yes, yeah, a brilliant investment. I, I can't believe they were so cheap. I can't believe any Premier League club would go that cheap. Um, especially when you consider Man United would have to go for something like three or four billion. Yeah. Like, because of the commercial engine behind it, mostly. But 170 odd million for Burnley is crazy. But what will it change anything? Well, I was about to ask that question. It's like they've, like I think Eddie Howe. Yeah, it's Eddie Howe. No, not Eddie Howe. Um, Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. Yeah. Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. I've got Bournemouth in the brain again. Sean Dyche. You know, I think he deserves this. Like yeah. he had massive kickoffs of the board last season. He was really at odds with wanting to keep players on a contract and sign new players, and they never give him any money. I think it's going to be interesting to see now he's got a bit of money. I, obviously, I don't know what these new investors have got in terms of spending power, but I'd imagine it's a lot more than what they've had. They finished 10th last season. What yeah. can Burnley do? Hopefully, buy I mean, a decent striker. That's what they've always been missing goals. Chris Wood, the man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's the only one, though, isn't he? I feel sorry for him. Like, yeah. give, give, the guy, give, give the guy a world class player up top. Yeah, I think that's, take... that's 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 one thing they lack. Burnley is is goals. I mean, yeah. defensively they've always been quite quite it's solid. Very... I mean, especially at home, um, he he does uh, he always sets up with that four four two formation. They they play it really well, especially defensively. But where they do lack is 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 you know a really good decent striker up top. I mean, Chris Wood, 
I'd probably say he's better. He's the better one out of him. And is it Barnes? Yeah. Up top, but I mean, he's. Would he? Would he get? What's he going to get you? Eight, ten? Not enough. Not yeah, enough. not enough. And you need someone probably there to maybe double that. You know, looking at like fifteen easily. They've um, got a few but, good players, Burnley. Like you've got Tarkovsky's a decent player. Ben Mee's a decent yeah. player. Then you've got uh, that young Dwight McNeil. He looks like a, a pretty good player as well. But well, the keeper he, as well, he, Nick Pope. Yeah, Nick Pope. Oh, yeah. Brownhill's looking decent this season. Brownhill does look good. Warrington boy, it, isn't um, he? Yeah. Oh, there was it. <laughs> you've got the um, other fella, Jay Rodriguez. Is he Burnley now? He. I don't think so. No, I think he's playing. West Brom again? Yeah, I think he's playing. Yeah. Is it? No, I'm pretty sure he's a Burnley. Me. I think you're wrong, Lee. I'm having a look. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, right. who, who was that lad that they got from Villa? The right back. Place Burnley. Yeah. Jay Rodriguez. Yeah. Who, sorry? Jay Rodriguez does play for Burnley. Yeah, Loughton. Decent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched uh, Burnley against Villa a couple of weeks ago and he was solid at the back. Really good. Yeah. And he was decent for Villa as well. But apparently he left on bad terms with Villa. So I don't Did know it? what it's all about. But apparently, yeah, you, they were saying, oh, no love loss between Loughton and returning to play against his ex-team here. Um, so it must have been pretty bad terms. I'm not asked. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the key question is: Are Burnley going to win the league in the next ten years? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. Like, hey, strange thing I can only think stranger things have happened. I don't think they have. You know, <laughs> five thousand to one. Let's uh-huh. say. <laughs> I think that you know what. Do you know I what? Reckon- even Burnley would always be six thousand to one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't see it. I can't see anyone coming in and spending loads of money on Burnley. Imagine Burnley lifting that Premier League trophy up at Turf Moor. <laughs> There'd only be a couple of thousand there to watch. It would literally be like playing football manager, wouldn't it? You've taken a really shit team up to Premier League yeah. and you've developed your stadium enough. Yeah, that's it. Oh, sorry, you can't come in this league. <laughs> your stadium's not big enough. <laughs> I, I'm excited for it. I, I like small teams getting taken over and seeing where they go. Like, I, I, competition's healthy. <laughs> like Evan. <laughs> yeah. Competition's healthy in the league. Like, if we get another team like Southampton who are starting to push for the Europa League spaces and it's another tough game for a lot of people, yeah. I'm up for it. Wolves, Southampton. Well, yeah, Wolves are a great example. Yeah. Leicester. Yeah, I think this year we're going to see two of the main usual big six lose out on the Champions League spots. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be City, United, Liverpool, and then one of Arsenal or Spurs or Chelsea. So only one of them is going to miss out then? No, two will miss out. I don't think, I don't think Arsenal will. I don't think Arsenal will. And, and you know what? I think someone like Leicester could really push. It could, it could end up being United... Liverpool, City, Leicester, top four. In the order? Yeah. Why do you keep ruling us out? <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> Again, you never know what the, the table's so close at the top. And because the, the game's got... so weird and the form's yeah. so weird. Because we've not got it. He's back soon. I think he's in training now. You need him. It's what you're missing. Mm, he's not all we're missing. <laughs> we're but missing Alan as well. A, yeah, but he is a lot of what you're missing. He's your, a lot of your driving force going forward. 
Yeah, I think um, Godfrey's done a great job at left back considering he's not left footed and he's not a left back. <laughs> I agree. I think he's done a very good job. I really, really like him. You know, like this. I'm always very skeptical about Everton buying players because obviously last five years when we've had a bit of money, we've bought some diabolical players, some really, really bad ones. We've still got some of them. Uh, it will be. Um, but <laughs> I I really rate Godfrey. I think he's uh, I think he's top class and I think yeah, he's I like getting him. better. Yeah, and it'd be great to be playing for England one day if he can really step up to it. So Should Dick we... of the Week. Dick of the week, I was about to basically finish on <laughs> favourite topic of the week. Dick of the week. Uh, I'll read out Chris's nomination first. Uh, but Richard Keys and Andy Gray. <laughs> so for those that haven't seen this, he went on a mad, like, almost to a personal level fucking rant about United players falling over in the box in a, like a desperate attempt to try and stay relevant. Yeah, like, and it was more. It was definitely. I've watched it. It was definitely more Richard Keys than Andy Gray. Andy Gray definitely tried to keep deflecting it, you know, back to a neutral idea. Yeah, yeah. Keys was just like, oh, you know, Rashford and Martial, they'll fall over if you blow on them. Like, I'm surprised Bruno Fernandes only given away because he falls over as soon as you brush his hair. And it's like, who the fuck are you anymore, Richard Keys? Oh, sad. <laughs> it's sad. Like, I remember when. BT brought in Andy Gray for that one game once a couple of years ago and it was so good because he, he's got such a good like commentator's voice yeah. but he'll always be associated with Richard Keyes and Richard Keyes is a cunt <laughs> <laughs> you know what right my dad absolutely loves Andy Gray for what he did for Everton back in the 80s mm. my dad always says because season ticket holder he always says oh Andy Gray world class player like really really good footballer but when I watch him as a commentator I just think You've let yourself down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> His commentary of Gerard's goal against Olympiacos will always be legendary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Insane. Uh, I'll throw in uh, Jose Mourinho for what right. seems to be a regular nomination for me at the moment. Uh, this week of him taking digs at Jamie Vardy and, more importantly, Bruno Fernandes when talking about Harry Kane saying, well, my striker doesn't only score penalties. That's weird. Do you know what? He is so bitter about his time at United now. Yeah. That he's slagging off one of his own home nation players. He is so bitter. And yeah. it's, it's sad because I, I love Jose Mourinho. And I'd like to think that his time at United was a good time. Yeah. It's a shame that we got rid of him the way we did. But just move on, Jose. Yeah. Like, get over it. You're a fossil now, mate. <laughs> Because Spurs' title challenge has just come crumbling down a little bit, that's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's exactly what it is. <laughs> right, who am I nominating? Yeah. I think I'm going to... I've got two. One was a late contender today. Uh, so I'll do that one first because it's not that solid. But Adrian Durham on TalkSport. Adrian Durham on TalkSport today, whilst driving home, was trying to convince everyone that... Ince was one of the top five Premier League all-time midfielders. Mm. And his reasoning was... Yeah. Paul Ince or Tom Ince. Paul, yeah. <laughs> Tom his Ince, reasoning yeah. was he, he was bought by Manchester United in nine, 87, I think, or 88. And, um, or 89. 
he basically came in and helped United win their first league Premier League title uh, in '92. But he then said he was a better leader than Roy Keane. He also said he was a better midfielder than Paul Scholes, better midfielder than Frank Lampard. Um, but then he named five midfielders that were better than him, but then still said he was probably one of the top five midfielders in, in the Premier League. <laughs> so I, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. So he's he's well up there for me. And his reasoning why he's better than Paul Scholes, Paul Scholes was a better passer of the ball, but Ince was a better all-round midfielder. No, Not really. No. No, he wasn't. Um, and he played for, and he was asking the question, well, why is he not a big legend for United who won their first title? Because he played for Liverpool. He went and played for Liverpool, so shut up. Anyway, so that was my first nomination. And then the second one was uh, Jurgen Klopp. Um, after losing against Southampton um, with a team who had his top three strikers on the pitch, whinging about not getting a penalty only having one shot on target the entire game and coming out and having a go at Manchester United, um, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that uh, deserves a mention in Dick of the Week. That yeah. I was thinking that. So that's my, my solid, nomination. Solid choices. The Adrian Durham, knob of the week. <laughs> You've got yeah. Dick of the Week. <laughs> yeah. Have you got any, Dale? Um, well, I was going to throw... Um, I mean, I don't really have much of an opinion on the Scottish football, but the Celtic squad <laughs> for the um, you know, because usually Scottish football is just rubbish, isn't it? But um, flying out to, what is it, Dubai the day after you know, the old, I uh, was just like, no. <laughs> the, the old, what, what did they play like two, three times a season. It's like the biggest game of the season. Uh you're going to be flying out the day after, I mean, especially after a loss as well, and falling 19 points behind Rangers, wherever. I'm just like, no, you just, it's just not something you do. No. Just no, not that, just not that week. That week, the whole build up <laughs> is the old firm. Not, not thinking about the day after when you're flying off and having a few bevies in Dubai. No. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know it angered a lot of fans that, uh, especially obviously with the result and how shit they've been this season. So, um, yeah, the old Celtic squad staff, whatever, whoever organised it, a lot of them. <laughs> I I was going to go along the same lines as you. I was looking at the old firm and I was going to nominate, and this was for Collins because he can't be with us and I know he loves the Scottish League. And I know he enjoyed that game. But um, I was going to nominate, uh, I think it's pronounced Beaton. Yeah. It's near Beaton, I think his name is pronounced. It's spelled Bitten. Uh, but the oh, commentators right. are pronouncing it Beaton. I think he's like French or something like that. Um, Israeli, actually, I think. Um, but he, oh, you were nearly there. Yeah, French, <laughs> Israeli. It sounds a bit French. That's what I was going with. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to nominate him because it's a derby game. I know that they were a load of points behind Rangers anyway, but they had the games in hand to at least put some pressure on them. And that, for me, was the key game that was going to gift Rangers the, the league, despite the games in hand. Now I think it's game over. And it was his stupid tackle that gave him that game because Celtic came out in the beginning and were all over Rangers. Rangers couldn't hand, they couldn't cope with them. Obviously they didn't score, but that was because Celtic weren't prolific enough. It wasn't anything to do with Rangers really. And I don't think Rangers would have gone on to win that game if it wasn't for the, the extra man advantage. So I'm going to give it to Beaton for 
a stupid, reckless challenge. Right. So, five or six are we voting? Five what should we five say? Five. Should we nominate one each and pick? Get it on think? Twitter. So, get it on Twitter. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, I reckon when we're completely split and we've all got an individual one each, <laughs> let, let the listeners decide. Yeah. I'm, to me. You're going to have to narrow your two nominations down to one key one. So, who do you want to go for? Oh, Adrian Durham. <laughs> I'm not having Paul Lintz as one of the top five midfielders in the Premier League history. You can fuck off. Knob. Honestly, I should. Oh god, I I nearly rang in. I was getting so annoyed. <laughs> you know the thing is, if you were Collins, you would have rang in. Yeah, I, I was driving. Right. I couldn't remember the number though, so I couldn't. Collins has got it on speed dial, so when he's driving, he can just fucking <laughs> ring him straight away. Yeah. <laughs> right, lads. Nice one. Yeah, top mate. Love that. Well done for getting together tonight, lads. I know we've all been feeling feeling the uh, the long work days back after Christmas and New Year. Yeah, yeah. And being put down in a lockdown certainly affects the mental health. But we've we've rallied together tonight, and uh, Collins would have been here if it wasn't for his hectic schedule as well. So well done, lads. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I, re- I reckon we should like try and get like we did in the first lockdown. Just try and get one of these as well, where we're not even recording. Let's just get on and just chat, shit, and drink. Yeah. 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 Let's let's just have a laugh one night and just just relax. I think it's definitely going to help everyone mentally. Definitely. Right. Well, and I'd extend that message across to everyone listening as well. Like we're in a lockdown again, so make sure you keep fit, stay active, stay safe. Yeah. I was here to lockdown because I really would like to go to the pubs and on holiday again soon. So, um, I was the big one about this and all. I think it's important. Like, even if one person listens to it and realizes that they should probably stay in, like, complaining about the rules we can do whatever we want we can moan you can put whatever status up we want on facebook you can tweet whatever you want to boris johnson it's not going to change anything what will change things is staying inside you know isolate act as if you've got the virus you know stay away from people yeah the, the more we adhere to these rules the quicker we'll get out of this again the quicker we'll be able to enjoy the euros in the summer yeah uh, we, we, the scientists and the oxford have done amazing we're getting this vaccine ready and started rolling it out the sooner we all start behaving because ironically it's the ones that are complaining the most are the ones that are still breaking it yeah. it's like complaining about a food that you never eat yeah like just just crack on with it and we'll all be out of this mess soon but yeah like lee said stay active ring your mates up do facetime do zooms get on i'm not doing any more pub quizzes i'm sorry i'm not like i'm all pub quizzed out bad enough but yeah, just, just stay yeah. safe. If you if you've got to get out, wear a mask, wash your hands, do the smart thing, and we'll all be out of this in a better place. Is that a late nomination for Dick of the Week? Or the no rules. Well, <laughs> but I I got shouted at off one of my mates for um, using COVID as a cop out Dick of the Week every time, so I'm not allowed to use it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not using COVID. I'm just using all the dickheads <laughs> breaking oh, rules. The, the true dickheads of the week, like the ones that broke into that fucking church and had that rave. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that not the no the one knobhead that starts doing karate fucking stances. At the <laughs> yeah. Place. And the oh. bellends that go to that went to that St. Thomas Church in London and took pictures in an A and E ward and reception wondering why it was so empty. They don't keep COVID patients in A and E, you fucking nonces. Yeah. <laughs> right, and on that note <laughs> on that fantastic note. <laughs> Collins, cue the outro music. <laughs> See you later, boys. Bye. 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 Bye.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. To support us, please follow us on social media by searching for at 4Manx1Soffy on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can also subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast stations, including Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and Anchor, as well as YouTube. Just search for 4Manx1Soffy. Thanks. From myself, Lee, Danny, Dale and Josh, and we'll catch you next time.